When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. 35 mostly clear skies this Wednesday, January 25th. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Bang, 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 and that was it. A New Jersey teacher shot and killed the suspects in custody. The $12 billion Grand Central Terminal. It begins today. It's long awaited. Three dead in a random shooting at a Washington state market. The shooter dies of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. And former Vice President Mike Pence's name to the classified document scandal. Former President Donald Trump beats current President Joe Biden in a new hypothetical matchup for president. A teacher was shot several times and killed. This happened in Jersey City, New Jersey yesterday morning. This incident, which appeared to be a domestic dispute, was near Bergen and Virginia Avenues about seven yesterday morning. The gunman, who apparently lived in that complex, was apprehended yesterday afternoon, according to police. The victim was shot several times on the third floor of Toy Factory Apartments. This neighbor heard the gunfire. Bang, 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 and that was it. I was going to walk out. It was around 7.15, 7.10, around there, because I just came from the store buying some stuff. She was identified by the superintendent of Jersey City Public Schools as Tamara King, according to the district's website. King was a third-grade teacher. King's daughter called 911 to report that fatal shooting. Well, the Long Island Railroad will begin its service to Grand Central today. It's a long-delayed, long-awaited $12 billion, yes, with a B-dollar project. Years in the making, some 15 years Jerry Bringman is with the LIRR Commuter Council. So basically, you'll be able to get off your train in Jamaica, transfer to a train to Grand Central, and then the same thing on the return trip. Trains will now operate between 6.15 a.m. and 8 p.m. on weekdays and from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. on weekends. The service, known as Grand Central Direct, will operate between Jamaica Station and the brand-new Grand Central Madison Station in Midtown Manhattan. The new terminal was built 17 stories under Grand Central Terminal. Three dead in a random shooting at a Circle K market in Yakima, Washington. As the gunman was being chased by police during an hours-long manhunt, he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yakima Police Chief Matthew Murray spoke to reporters yesterday afternoon. It appears to be a random situation. Uh, There was no... uh, There was no apparent conflict between the parties. Uh, The male just walked in and started shooting. The police department had earlier identified the presumed homicide suspect as 21-year-old Jared Haddock, a Yakima County resident, according to their Facebook post. Police earlier had a house surrounded where they thought the suspect was when they learned he was in the area of a Target store in Yakima. There, the suspect asked a woman to borrow her phone and called his mother and made several incriminating statements, including, I killed those people, according to the police chief. 
Former Vice President Mike Pence added now to the mix following the discovery of classified documents related to President Biden and former President Trump. On Tuesday, Pence, who is also mulling a 2024 presidential run, informed Congress he had discovered documents bearing classified markings in his Carmel, Indiana home on January 16th from his time as VP during the Trump administration. The trio under scrutiny for their improper retention of classified documents, potentially complicating their bids or potential bids for the White House in 2024. Here's Pence reacting recently to the investigation into the classified document investigation into President Biden. The handling of classified materials in the nation's secret is a very serious matter. And uh, as a former vice president of the United States, I, I, can, uh, I can speak from personal experience about the attention that ought to be paid to those materials when you're in office and after you leave office. Trump announced his 2024 presidential campaign back in November, months after the FBI seized classified records during an unprecedented raid at his Mar-a-Lago home in Palm Beach, Florida. Biden has been considering a 2024 re-election campaign, but sources have said he will not make an announcement on whether or not he'll run until after the State of the Union address on February 7th. Former President Donald Trump holds a three-point lead over President Biden in a hypothetical 2024 rematch, and that's according to a new Emerson College poll that was released on Tuesday. 44% in that new poll said they would support Trump in the 2024 presidential election, compared to the 41% who said they would back Biden. Another 10% said they would support somebody else, while 4% remain undecided at this time. This represents a reversal from Emerson's last national poll in November that showed Biden with a four-point lead over Trump, 45% to 41%. President Trump, after announcing his bid for the GOP nod, heads to New Hampshire Saturday to speak at the New Hampshire Republican Party's annual meeting in Salem. Our country is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement. Saturday's visit by Trump to New Hampshire will be his first visit to the state and one of his first major campaign appearances since he announced he's running for president in 2024. And what would be a huge reversal of policy? The Biden administration is poised to announce today that the United States will approve sending M1 Abrams tanks to war-torn Ukraine. That, according to U.S. officials Tuesday, The decision could be announced as soon as today it is expected. Here is U.S. Senator Richard Blumenthal on CNN. We heard again and again, not only from President Zelensky, but from his top military leaders, that these tanks, remember the firepower, the armor they have, the mobility, are essential to defending against the onslaught, the Russian offensive that is anticipated not months from now, but literally weeks away. International reluctance to send tanks to the the battlefront against the Russians is also eroding. Could take months, though, or years for the tanks to be actually delivered. The U.S. announcement is expected in coordination with an announcement by Germany that it will approve Poland's request to transfer German-made Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine. According to one official, the official spoke on the condition of anonymity because the decision has not yet been made public. A likely plan lands to send those Abrams first reported by the Wall Street Journal. A Republican in the U.S. Senate is looking to prevent lawmakers and their spouses from trading stocks on which the officials would have privileged information. 
and used the bill's title to make a not-so-subtle dig at former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California. On Tuesday, U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, the Republican out of Missouri, introduced the Pelosi Act. Now, it would prevent elected leaders from actually owning securities and investments, requiring members and their spouses to digest any holdings or put them in a blind trust within six months of entering office. U.S. Senator Dean Phillips weighs in. Those who hold elected office uh, have a have a duty uh, to those who elected them uh, to do so in good faith. And the truth is there are occasions, in my estimation, the members of Congress uh, obtain information that may not be insider information, but they obtain it before the general public. And it is simply the fact that Americans have lost faith in the ethics of Congress. And I hear from too many people. And uh, Senator Hawley's introduction of the Pelosi Act comes after revelations last year that Nancy's husband, Paul Pelosi, traded between $1 million and $5 million worth of stocks for semiconductors just days before Congress allocated $52 million to the industry. The stocks were later sold at a loss to remove the appearance of impropriety. New Zealand has a new leader this morning. Chris Hipkins sworn in Wednesday, early this morning, U.S. time, as New Zealand's 41st prime minister, following the unexpected resignation last week of Jacinda Ardern. So today I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election and that my term as prime minister will conclude no later than the 7th of February. The 44-year-old Hipkins has promised a back-to-basics approach focusing on things like the economy and what he described as the pandemic of inflation. He will have less than nine months before contesting a tough general election with opinion polls indicating his Labour Party is trailing its conservative opposition. New Zealand Governor General Cindy Kiro officiated the brief swearing-in ceremony in front of his friends and colleagues. Carmel Cipollone was also sworn in as deputy prime minister. More details have emerged now on that fatal shooting in Half Moon Bay, California. The shooter was a farm worker suspected of killing seven people in back-to-back shootings in a case of what authorities now say was workplace violence at two northern California mushroom farms. It marked California's third mass killing in just over a week. 66-year-old Chunlin Zhao was booked on suspicion of seven counts of murder and one count of attempted murder. According to jail records, he is being held without bail and scheduled for a court appearance later today. Here's San Mateo County Sheriff Robert Luna. Zhao was taken into custody without incident and a semi-autic handgun was located in his vehicle. Zhao is believed to have acted alone and there is no further threat to this community. The motive for the shooting is currently unknown. Officials have not yet released the names of five men and two women who died, nor the one man who was injured. Some were Asian, others were Hispanic, and some were migrant workers. Authorities believe Zhao acted alone when he entered a mushroom farm in Half Moon Bay, California, and opened fire, killing four and leaving another seriously wounded. San Mateo County Sheriff's officials also said he then drove to another nearby farm where he had previously worked and killed another three people, according to the Sheriff's Department. In an exclusive interview with the Associated Press in the Vatican, Vatican City, Pope Francis criticized laws that criminalize homosexuality. The Pope said being homosexual is not a crime. 
Francis said during this interview Tuesday with the Associated Press. Ser homosexual no es un delito. No es un delito. Sí, pero es pecado. Bueno, primero, distingamos pecado por delito. And during that exclusive interview, the Pope also condemned the fact that in the United States, more than a dozen states still have anti-sodomy laws on the books, despite a 2003 U.S. Supreme Court ruling declaring them unconstitutional. A tornado actually hit Texas. Damage from that twister in Pasadena, about 15 miles southeast of Houston, is said to be catastrophic, according to the local police chief. Houston residents were left stunned at the damage, including collapsed buildings. I heard, like, a bomb. By the time I got to the door, it was black, and I could see debris just flying everywhere. That's pretty scary, to be honest with you. When we came out, we just saw everything was in shambles. Trees are uprooted, roofs are gone, side of the buildings are gone. One person at least has been reported injured. Injuries are expected to climb. So far, no deaths reported. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Let's join Justin Ellis for a look at sports. Well, thank you, Deb. We had a basketball game last night. You had a hockey game to get to. We'll start on the hardwood here. The Knicks, they edge out the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Garden by a score of 105 to 103. Julius Randle dominated with a game-high 36 points with eight three-pointers worked into the mix, including this deep tray to give the Knicks some breathing room heading in to the fourth quarter. Cavs do not have a foul against Quinton. Back up top, Randall three-pointer. It's got from way downtown by 13, excuse me, by eight. The Knicks now head to the fourth quarter with a five-point lead. That call courtesy of MSG, R.J. Barrett added 16 for New York, and Jalen Brunson clocked out with 14 as the Knickerbockers snap a four-game losing streak before they head to Boston to tip it off with the Celtics tomorrow night. Head coach Tom Thibodeau spoke after the game and had this to say regarding the win. The idea was to, to try to make them work. The, I mean, they're so gifted and talented. You know, sometimes it works out. You know, like they, they also miss some shots that they normally make. You know, they're a real good team, and they they're, they're tough to match up with. As for your Brooklyn Nets, they'll be back on the court tonight in Philly to take on the 76ers at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. On the ice, it was just the Devils skating as they defeat the uh, Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 at home. Dougie Hamilton netted the game winner in overtime off a stellar pass from Jack Hughes. New Jersey builds a little momentum here with two straight wins before they pay the National Predators a visit tomorrow night. And looking ahead... To hockey action tonight, the Rangers, they pay the Maple Leafs a visit up in Toronto at 7 p.m. And the Islanders, they'll be uh, up in Ottawa uh, against the Senators at 7 p.m. as well. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Well, a gynecologist who molested patients during a decades-long career convicted of federal sex trafficking charges yesterday. All in all, nine former patients testified. The Manhattan Federal Grand Jury returning its verdict after deliberating less than a day against 64-year-old Robert Haddon. Here's victim Evelyn Yang. The work that we've been doing um, has led, all of the survivors, has led to this day. Um, So this is just such a, a victory for all of us. It's an incredible relief, first of all, but it's also validating. You know, the jury came back with their verdict so quickly, um, and he was found guilty on all counts, and that just, I think, leaves no doubt in anyone's mind that he was um, a serial predator who, who deserves um, to be in prison. 
Dr. Haddon worked at two prestigious Manhattan hospitals, Columbia University, Irving Medical Center, and New York Presbyterian Hospital, until complaints about his attacks shut down his career 10 years ago. The institutions have already agreed to pay more than $236 million to settle civil claims by more than 200 former patients. Haddon's lawyers admitted that their client had sexually abused patients, but they said his guilty plea to charges in state court seven years ago put those crimes behind him. A vigil held on Coney Island for a slain 17-year-old. This as police are searching for as many as six suspects in Naheem Brooks' murder. The Liberation High School student's mother is Simone Brooke. They decided to use a weapon, and now I don't have my son with me today. Local leaders and violence interrupters gathered in the Rite Aid parking lot where that teen collapsed after being stabbed in a fight after school Friday, a few blocks from his home. A GoFundMe page has been started to cover funeral expenses. Well, commuters have waited years and years for the LIRR access project to be completed, connecting Jamaica to Grand Central. And as of today, the wait is over. It's beyond fair to call this east side access project long delayed. It took over 10 years to complete. But the wait may well be worth it for LIRR riders. Cut off 40 minutes off the commute from Long Island into the city for people working on the east side of town. That's huge. Until now, anyone commuting to Manhattan had to go all the way to Penn Station on the west side and then double back to the east side if that's where they work. The new Grand Central Madison stop is a 700,000-square-foot modern marvel of a station. It cost $11 billion to complete. For early news, I'm James Flippin. And that new terminal built 17 stories underground, and officials say it takes about five minutes or so to get underground to get to those trains. A soldier from the Bronx died during an incident with another soldier. This happened earlier this month, but it's just been released by U.S. Army officials. Abdul Latifu had just turned 21 years old when he was brutally murdered, allegedly with a military tool. This, according to the Army. And uh, the attacker, a fellow private at Fort Rucker, that's in Alabama. Abdul's brother and father spoke to ABC7. For him to be taken away from us at a young age is heartbreaking. At that time, I know in my heart my son is in the morgue, not in the hospital. The Army says the murder of weapon was an entrenching tool, a folding military shovel that his family says should have never been allowed in an area away from unsupervised training. Charged with murder, 21-year-old Brian Jones Jr., an advanced individual training soldier attending the Army Air Traffic Control Operator course. Latifu was assigned to the 1st Battalion, 13th Aviation Regiment, 1st Aviation Brigade, as he trained as an Army Air Traffic Control Operator. A Long Island mother is now suing a Frank P. Long Intermediate, which sits right next to the Brookhaven Landfill. Nicole Hutley is also suing the school district in town on Long Island, claiming that they're responsible for her son's death. 13-year-old Javian Coleman died of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma last October. His family and others believe his illness can be directly traced to his school. Adrian school every day, getting headaches, nausea, and dizzy because of the odors. And school boards should not be in denial. The fact that you're exposing young children to these uh, toxins, knowing that they exist, knowing that they're elevated uh, levels at the school, is just unconscionable. That's Adrian Esposito of Citizens Campaign for the Environment and attorney Christopher Murray yesterday announcing that lawsuit. 
Administrators responded with a statement calling Coleman's death a tragedy and said they cannot comment at this time. The issue of toxic air quality at Frank P. Long has been the subject of controversy for nearly a decade. It sits approximately near that landfill, and its odors and emissions are at the center of these concerns. Nearly three dozen teachers who work there have been diagnosed with cancer or other illnesses. In fact, there are several ongoing lawsuits as well. Well, New York City's mayor has a new goal. It's to deliver meals to the hungry, part of his Breaking Bread and Building Bonds initiative. Mayor Adams planning to dish out 1,000 meals across the five boroughs between a group of up to a dozen diverse New Yorkers fostering open dialogue. 1,000 meals across the city, minimum of 10 people. That turns into 10,000 people. And then we encourage each one of those 10,000 to also host a meal. That turns into 100,000 people. It's part of the so-called breaking bread and building bonds, which was originally piloted in Brooklyn when Adams was the borough president. The mayor says it will now reach across the city. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WBC Early News. An NYPD cop who was disciplined for wearing a Trump make enforcement great again 2020 patch while on duty asking a judge to overturn her punishment of 40 days of lost pay, claiming she didn't get a fair internal trial, according to new court papers. Sergeant Dana Martillo was suspended for 10 days and docked 30 days of vacation after a video surfaced of her wearing the politically oriented patch while working a Black Lives Matter protest in February 2021. Oscar nominations are out. The Oscar nominations were announced in Hollywood. All quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, the way of water. The Banshees. But 95 years into the awards show, do New Yorkers really pay attention or care anymore? Everybody's worshiping everybody in that room, and that always feels a bit weird to me. Yeah, like too much celebrity worship amongst celebrities themselves. I like to watch what they wear. Winners say their careers are changed forever. The Oscars will be handed out March 12th at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles. For early news, I'm Noam Layden. 77 WABC News Time 529. If you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.